0: Welcome to another edition of Inside Medicine. I'm your host, Doug Geinzer, the CEO of Las Vegas HEALS. HEALS being an acronym for Health, Education, Advocacy, and Leadership of Southern Nevada. We're here in the studio today with Christine Zach, the president and CEO of Easter Seals Nevada. And we're going to get to know her in just a few minutes. If you're new to joining us here on Inside Medicine, we broadcast live in the studio every Thursday at 10 a.m. If you do happen to miss it, which you should not, you could catch us on YouTube, you could catch us on our website, and a whole list of other places such as Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Roku. Look around, you'll find us. But we like to bring in leaders of healthcare here in Southern Nevada into the studio to find out what they're doing, what they're up to, and what they're doing to contribute to the improvement of the quality of health right here in Southern Nevada. We like to bring in leaders in the space of medical tourism, uh, medical education, sports medicine, and today we're going to talk to you a little bit about Easter Seal. So, Christine, welcome to the studio.
1: Thanks, Doug. It's great to be here this morning.
0: Yeah. So, before we dive into Easter seals, because I know you have one heck of a story to tell us, um, our audience wants to get to know you. You and I have known each other for several years. Um, you came to Las Vegas, and what brought you to Las Vegas?
1: Uh, for approximately 15 years, I was in the for profit healthcare sector. I was the chief risk officer for a national uh, for profit company that owned hospitals, skilled nursing facilities, and some other related uh, healthcare businesses. And I started my career uh, actually as a healthcare attorney. So you insert the attorney jokes <laughs> right here. Uh, and I started. Um, by managing litigation. And so when I moved to Nevada in 2007, it was because I was managing litigation for this national company. I had an office in, in Baltimore, Maryland, but 50% of the litigation that I was managing was between Nevada, New Mexico, and California. And so- Probably more
0: in California, right?
1: I don't know. It is. I would say that it's a close race between California and Nevada for uh, the litigious nature.
0: We don't like to hear that, but we know what it's all about with those damn attorneys. Only some of us. (laughs) So why Las Vegas and do you like it here?
1: So I moved out here initially to oversee some complex litigation, and it was just supposed to be a short-term stint. Mm -hmm. I was uh, living at the JW Marriott in Summerlin. I lived there for about three months, and I remember it was one day in March, I was out on a colleague's boat in Lake Mead, and I looked around, and I remembered the snow back on the ground in Baltimore and said wow, I can breathe here. This is really where I'm meant to be. I'm not going back to Baltimore. I want to stay here and be based here in Las Vegas. And with uh, McCarran and the accessibility to Baltimore and all the other states and cities where we had facilities, it was really uh, easy to relocate here.
0: I'm an East Coaster, so it's nice to get out of that weather. I get it. So let's dive into Easter Seals of Nevada. So it's known to some, but not known to all. Our audience, we are an audience of healthcare professionals, providers, and those people that are interested in healthcare. So bring that into perspective. Tell us a little bit more about Easter Seals of Nevada.
1: Absolutely. So we are an independent nonprofit that was formed in 1976 as the Southern Nevada Association for the Handicapped. Eventually, the organization uh, spread statewide and has gone through a couple different names. Uh, right now, there's an affiliation with Easter Seals National out of Chicago, but we've remained truly independent. And uh, we are a healthcare and human services provider, and over 80% of the services that we provide are healthcare, which was surprising to me. When I was talking to a recruiter about this position, I'd been in healthcare since. Oh, 2007 here, and uh, that had been over a decade, and I never knew about Easter Seals, what it did, and certainly did not know that it was involved with healthcare services.
0: You know, it's I had an inkling of what Easter Seals was about, but until you took the job and reached out and said, "Hey, Doug, do you know much about Easter Seals?" and I had to admit that I didn't. Uh, It's amazing the work that you're doing. So, talk about where your offices are and the population that you serve, because it looks like you're north, you're south, and you serve a couple different populations. So talk a little bit about that.
1: That's right. So we start at infant. Uh, We get some of our patients straight out of the NICU, and we serve all the way through seniors. There are five different locations, uh, two in Las Vegas. We have a children's therapy clinic and uh, an adult enrichment services location in Las Vegas. Two in North Las Vegas. Uh, in North Las Vegas, we have adult enrichment and the Adult Career and uh, Capability Enhancement Center. And then up north in Reno, we have a children's therapy clinic.
0: Cool. So, Easter Seals is a nonprofit. What does that mean? You know, we're a nonprofit, but there's a difference between a five hundred one c six, which is what Las Vegas Heals is, and a five hundred one c three, I believe, which Easter Seals is. So, talk to us a little bit about that.
1: That's right. So the, the attorney and me could give you the IRS tax law explanation, but I won't bore you with those details. I think um, we can really simplify that it's a nonprofit business. So we're a corporation. My emphasis is on the business end. And my uh, wonderful CFO who worked at Cleveland Clinic, uh, Lisa Manning, she likes to say that nonprofit doesn't mean no profit. And I think that's a really important distinction. It's really just what we do with our profits that's different. So coming from that 15-year background as um, an executive at a for-profit company, there are dividends to shareholders and we don't have that in the nonprofit world. So what does that mean? That means that that margin that we have can be reinvested into our local programs and services and into uh, employee engagement, so recruitment and retention type efforts.
0: just for the record, Lisa Manning is a rock star. So it's I've worked with her before in the past, and she's amazing.
1: She is. I was uh, very fortunate and I guess persuasive to recruit her to join me uh, <laughs> uh, less than a month after I joined. The so we're going to dive into your
0: team later on and some of what you've put together. But you took on this role of the president and the CEO. You're an attorney. How did those two collide, and what did that legal background do to prepare you to become the president and CEO of Easter Seals?
1: Well, I'm sure the attorneys in the audience uh, locally don't want to hear this, but it means we save a little money on legal fees because I have a lot of forms already prepared, and I could just go to my uh, my roster of forms that I have already created. But um, much more than that, uh, obviously, the chief risk officer and me, the chief strategy officer and me, these are roles I've played before, um, all factor into what I do as CEO. But Interestingly, I think the thing that has helped the most is that I have, um, maybe a a weird connection to, to marketing because I managed litigation for a really long time. I was focused on messaging for juries and there's a lot of similarities when you walk into an organization and no one knows who you are and what you're doing. And you have this very limited, almost non-existent marketing budget. So I was able to take a look, a deeper dive into what Easter Seals does and reframe how we discuss our services and programs, talk about uh, changing program names to more accurately describe it. And it really goes back to that experience with jury messaging because how do you simplify uh, a description? of something that's maybe incredibly complex so that the average person knows uh, what you're talking about and also so that you come up when there's a Google search done. Uh, You know, if you have an infant that um, has a, a developmental delay you're probably not looking for disability services. That's just not a word or a phrase that comes to mind. So we need to think about for the different services we're providing, what people are are looking for when they search the internet. And I credit that, that strategy, that marketing with doing jury messaging for so long. That's
0: pretty cool. And so let's talk about the services that you just mentioned that you offer. And earlier you said that about 80% of the services are health related. Uh, So talk to us about your service lines and what your health services look like.
1: Absolutely. So we provide early intervention services in the home to children that are not hitting their developmental milestones. And that's why we sometimes get patients straight out of the NICU. So we provide physical therapy, occupational therapy, uh, speech language pathology therapy, nutrition feeding therapy, and then some educational services through early intervention in the home. And that's for children age zero to three. At age three, children age out of the state early intervention program, and that's when they can enter our therapy clinics in Las Vegas or Reno and receive those same services. So this could be um, a child that was born prematurely, a child that has a simple speech delay. It could be a child with uh, autism or another type of sensory disorder or something more profound uh, like cerebral palsy.
0: So it's... Health services makes up a bulk of it, but then you also provide human services. What's involved in the human service side of it?
1: So we have um, both the educational component of early intervention and the educational uh, piece in the therapy clinics. And then on the adult services side, we do have some healthcare services. We have uh, skilled nursing in our adult enrichment services. So that's a day program that's designed for adults with severe physical and intellectual limitations. So it gets them out into a community-based setting. Uh, They're able to do an art class or a music class, but then we also have a full-time LPN and a part-time RN so that these adults that need that skilled nursing care during the day are still able to participate. And then taking it sort of a step further, we have uh, adults that have less limitations and might actually be able to launch into a career in the community. And so that's where our Capability and Career Enhancement Center in North Las Vegas comes in. We help to train adults for jobs in the community and we're very, very excited because we have a partnership that's launching next month with Sephora. Sephora has opened a brand new distribution center in North Las Vegas and they have partnered exclusively with easter seals nevada to provide the training and uh, services to adults with physical and intellectual limitations to get a job out in the community that pays well above minimum wage and then the final piece of what we do i call it capability enhancement services so these uh there's two different divisions of it there are adults that need a home or vehicle modification in order to get a job and to travel to work each day. So maybe they need hand controls on their their car. And then separately we have adults that need a, a home modification in order to remain in their homes so that they don't end up in assisted living or in a skilled nursing facility. And we oversee all of those home and vehicle modification projects in Southern Nevada, some of the rural communities. And I thought um, until a couple of weeks ago that a lot of our clients were seniors and I've actually learned that the largest portion of our clients are uh, middle-aged women Hmm. that have autoimmune diseases, uh, MS being the one that's most prevalent. That's
0: wild. So you came in, you're the new CEO, you're the new president, you're an attorney. You probably hit some things that you didn't expect. What are some of the challenges that you face as the president of Easter Seals?
1: At first and foremost is not knowing what Easter Seals Nevada is and you know kind of address that a little bit, but we also had this problem internally of not understanding that we were a healthcare organization. Uh, You know, we didn't have a compliance program and well, this is this is a precondition to accepting Medicaid or Medicare funds. So it's one of the first things I did was to put together a compliance program. And do we hit uh, all seven of the uh, benchmarks for an effective compliance program? Probably not yet, but we're pretty close. We're probably hitting um, five to six of those seven. And we didn't even have a compliance program in December when I arrived. And it's also just hiring the right team. Um, you when know, We talked about Lisa Manning, someone with that healthcare background that understands billing. You know, uh, a huge challenge is we brought billing in house in March, and I'm very, very proud of the team that just stepped up and figured out how to how to get it done. But. Um, and then along with billing comes with the, re- the reimbursement rates in Southern Nevada, having to look at each individual contract and to sit down with commercial insurers and to say, okay, we know this isn't the market rate for physical therapy, so we need to have a discussion about this and we need to uh, revise our contract accordingly. I'm not sure there was that realization before. And I also got a very interesting question. I won't... I won't. Um, say which uh, health plan it was but i actually had a health plan say well aren't you a nonprofit? shouldn't you just provide these services for free
0: oh my <laughs>
1: and i said would you ever ask dignity health that question or renown i don't think so so mm-hmm. no we cannot do it for free in fact those um I talked to someone who used to run Shriners Hospital in LA, and he was telling me how they used to provide healthcare services for free. It's just impossible to do that. We need to rely on um, the health and plans health plans to give us fair rates on Medicaid, and um, hopefully, we're now enrolling in Medicare as well too to provide us an appropriate reimbursement rate, and we can do fundraising to help close the gap, but first and foremost, we want to make sure that our revenue from our services covers our overhead.
0: So you've tackled a lot, you've got a lot going on. Obviously it's not just you, it's your team. We're gonna come back, we're gonna talk about that in a few minutes. We're going to take a quick commercial break right now, and we're going to uh, bring uh, some messaging from some of our sponsors. The first one is the Oquendo Center, which is probably one of the finest physical assets right here in Las Vegas that trains uh, surgeons from all around the world that come in every single year, uh, and they train a couple thousand surgeons. And uh, we've been doing a lot of work with the Oquendo Center. They are a key tool to attracting medical meetings Right here to Las Vegas, and they want to start talking to the community about hosting some of their events there uh, during their softer days, Monday through Thursday. So right now, let's go ahead and watch a brief message from the Oquendo Center, which will be followed up by our annual gala.
1: Join Las Vegas Heels as we celebrate the Inspired Excellence in Healthcare Awards on Thursday, October 24th, 2019. Las Vegas Heels will return to the magnificent Four Seasons Hotel to recognize and celebrate six more honorees. Be sure to save that date again, Thursday, October 24th, and be on the lookout for your personal invitation. If you know a physician or healthcare leader worthy of recognition, consider nomination. Nominations open on May 31st. We look forward to seeing everyone at the Inspired Excellence in Healthcare Awards on Thursday, October 24th, 2019.
0: Welcome back to Inside Medicine. We're here in the studio with our guest, Christine Zach, the president and CEO of Easter Seals Nevada. Uh, if you just caught some of those commercials, make sure that you have saved the date for our annual Inspired Excellence in Healthcare Awards. It will be held on Thursday, the day before Nevada Day, as usual, over at the Four Seasons Hotel. And we are due to release the list of six honorees later on this week. So keep an eye open for that. And uh, welcome back to the studio, Christine. Thanks, Doug. And so when we left, we were talking a little bit about the team that you've assembled to tackle this uh, this work that you're doing. You're really bringing a lot of attention to Easter Seals, Nevada. You mentioned before that in a prior name, it had the word handicap. We know that's not acceptable anymore. Now it's the disabled community. Talk to us a little bit what disabled means.
1: Well, it's an interesting question. I know there's been this huge disability rights movement, and it, it's phenomenal, but I think that sometimes it unintentionally excludes others that legally have a, a disability but aren't using that phrase to describe it. So you can have um, a disability by birth. You can have a disability by illness or disease, uh, you know, such as MS that we just talked about you can get a traumatic brain injury from a car accident and have a disability due to that, or their age-related disabilities. Uh, any senior that's living in a skilled nursing facility has a disability, but not all of those categories of individuals use that same disability language when describing uh, their, their condition. So I actually like to use the word capability because I think disability focuses on the negative while capability focuses on what you can do and what you can achieve.
0: Very good. And so I'm going to get to talking about your team. You've assembled quite a roster over there. And talk about your team and how they help you accomplish your mission, which is Easter Seals' mission.
1: Absolutely. So, uh, of course, there's Lisa Manning, who we discussed, who has that healthcare background from being with the Cleveland Clinic downtown. I was uh, very fortunate to have Dawn Newberg as the chief development officer when I arrived, who has lived all over the world. Her husband was a gaming executive, and then she's spent uh, time here in Vegas working for Opportunity Village. So she knows the services that we provide and has this... um, You know, global perspective on all the things that we can accomplish from her her travels and where she's lived all over the world. One of the things that I've done is to also bring in board members who understand our services and are very supportive. Uh, We are so honored that Mike Weldon, who of course was. Governor Sandoval's chief of staff.
0: Mike is one of my favorite people.
1: He's absolutely incredible. Uh, Nevada, for those of you who don't know, Nevada born and raised uh, in Caliente, I think about 45 years with the state. I think he started mowing lawns at a state hospital in Caliente. <laughs> I think
0: he's the, he was the longest standing Nevada employee ever. And he just retired, what, six months ago or a year ago? He,
1: he retired in, in January, That yep. that's right. And he, um, he ran the Department of Health and Human Services for over a decade. And uh, when I was interviewing for the Easter Seals position, that's actually who I reached out to to say, Tell me about Easter Seals, tell me what you know. And uh, then after he retired from the state, uh, I hit him up again and said, Mike, I need you to come join my board. Uh, we really need those high level contacts in Carson City. And he's just been um, a phenomenal addition and so helpful. Um, next week we'll have our our monthly meeting with uh, Richard Whitley at the Department of Health and Human Services, and you know the credit goes to Mike for making sure that 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 happens. Uh, when you rely on Medicaid funding and other state funding, it's important to be able to reach out to the appropriate uh, individuals within the agency if if there's an issue.
0: So who else do you have on the board?
1: So a uh, senior judge, Charles McGee from up north, who's the I founder. Know,
0: I know Judge McGee. He's yeah, a character.
1: He is. And he's he's also another um, born and raised northern Nevada. And I think his dad was the four, first FBI director for the state. Oh, my gosh. But he's a, still a senior judge. He was always a family law judge. And he founded the Children's Cabinet. His wife is very involved with um uh, early reading for children. And they're helping to get launched a reading program in our Reno therapy clinic. And I think I said he's a founding member of the children's cabinet and a couple other children's nonprofits. So uh, it's been really great to have him on board, we have uh, Sarah Partita, who uh, used to be actually where Mike Weldon is now with uh, Richard Perkins and the Perkins Company. But she um, was a lobbyist. She's now an attorney at Wynn Las Vegas. And she also worked for the state and has a really um, strong knowledge about healthcare in the state and uh, about Easter seals. We have this long list of people, uh, Nicole Rourke, who was uh, basically in charge of government affairs for Clark County School District. So you hit that education piece. Um, I know I'm missing um, a lot of people. Dr. Mario Gaspar. He mm-hmm. is uh, uh, our, I guess, our most prominent board certified, I think he's a pediatric developmental behavioral specialist, the only one in the state, he does uh, autism diagnosis in our children's therapy clinic for children, uh, typically in that zero to three age range.
0: So you've built this rock star list of your board, um, but you still need community engagement. Walk us through that. How can the community get more engaged? How people see what your mission is and they want to help? How do they go about doing that? You've got a bunch of events coming up. You're looking for volunteers uh, regularly. Tell us a little bit more about how the community can engage with you.
1: So I think first is go to our website, read about our programs and services, see what interests you. And if your interests are children, for example, then we would love to have you come volunteer in the therapy clinic. We have play groups which is really important to have children with developmental delays with children that don't have those delays sort of an inclusive play group. Um there's opportunities to read There's our uh, children's fashion show, which we just had in May, the inaugural one. It was a huge hit at Fashion Show Mall. And then if maybe you're more interested in adult services, then there are opportunities to come to our adult enrichment services center or to the capability and career enhancement center. If you want to uh, commit financially, then uh, again, you can go on our website, you'll see that We do not rely on fundraising to cover our overhead. However, because our margin is not that large, we do rely on fundraising to expand programs. We would like to relaunch our uh, autism services program, and we need money to do that. And we also have a really old state building on government land on Oki that we need to tear down part of it and uh, construct a new building. And then rebuild the back building so we are going to be uh, kicking off a capital campaign probably this fall to that get that close done. the
0: gap is that a program or is that a different one
1: so close the gaps a little bit different close the gap is really about the reimbursement rates here uh, particularly in Southern Nevada for therapy services and the amount it actually costs to provide that service mm-hmm. So uh, speech therapy is the one that I like to use because it is needed by the most number of people, both nationally and here locally. We have over 600 children currently in early intervention, and over 500 of those children need speech therapy services. The uh, Medicaid reimbursement rate, we'll just round it up to about $64 per session, um, if you in you know ideally you'd want to do an hour session. However, the current cost for a speech language pathologist is anywhere from eighty to ninety dollars per session, and so you've either got to figure out other ways to cover that, or you don't give that child a full um, a full hour session. And you know the commercial rates uh, really aren't much better. It's very tiny percentage.
0: We fight that. Every mm-hmm. single day.
1: Yeah. I can tell you the Department of Health and Human Services was stunned to hear that there were commercial insurers on PPO plans that are paying less than Medicaid as a oh. reimbursement rate for therapy. It's a crime. Yeah. It's and when you think about it, it's children, right? So yep. these are kids and it's preventive health care. If you can get a child that speech therapy, that PT, that OT that they need. In early intervention, they will never need that service again. So you're saving money overall, uh, but you've got to pour some some money into it up front when they're young so that they don't need the service later. So it's, it's preventive health care at its finest, and yet the service they need most is the one that is the most under-reimbursed across the board. So close the gap is help us um, pay for that difference so that we're not borrowing from other programs to cover speech therapy. At our children's fashion show, we actually honored uh, Dr. Lois Tarkanian, which, you know, everyone knows her from the city council or is Jerry Tarkanian's wife. What a lot of people don't know is that she is a speech language pathologist. I didn't and, know that. Yeah, she worked at a school for the deaf um, sure. in California and I think also um, at a school here when she first moved to Nevada. So hmm. she kind of epitomizes uh, the work that we do.
0: And you've got a couple events coming up in october i believe you've got block party and then you've got great inflatable race tell us a little bit about each one of those
1: so uh block party is an event at the district in green valley and um it's been around for a long time but it had a different name it had the name of cheers for chocolate and when i asked uh, our chief development officer to describe the event was like, well, that sounds like the block parties I went to back in Pennsylvania growing up. That doesn't sound like it's chocolate focused. It's a beer and wine and um, entertainment and uh, music. And uh, I think they have a character artist and maybe tarot card reading. So it's a big fun block party. So that is on Saturday, October 5th. At the district, uh, you can uh, buy tickets online. There are sponsorship packages online. Or uh, Dawn Newberg's information is on our website. Reach out to her directly to see how you can help support our event.
0: How about the Great Inflatable Race? It's a couple weeks after. I believe October 19th.
1: That sounds right. Okay. So this is a brand new event for us. We're really excited. We were chosen as the partner. So I guess, uh, you know, instead of doing one of these crazy races where you can like get shocked or, you know, run through the mud. This is one where you go through um, inflatable obstacle courses along the way. And one of the cool things that we're working on is that we're hoping to get some of our patients and clients to participate uh, in the race or maybe have like a little mini race for them uh, after the main race gets started.
0: And of course, the most important one that you have coming up is co-sponsoring a Las Vegas Hills Healthcare Happy Hour next week on Tuesday. Uh, it's going to be over at Blue Heron Homes. I believe we have a little bit of information on that.
1: Yes. So we are going to focus on the services we offer for children at that event. And we're very excited that we were invited to the Blue Heron event. As I understand that... Um, Everyone wants to come see the beautiful home in Southern Highlands. So uh, we're looking forward to uh, just showing off a little bit about what we do for for kids uh, at Blue Heron next Tuesday.
0: So I hate to do this. We've got to bring the episode to a close. We're at that 30-minute mark. Is there anything that we missed that you wish we touched on? And we've got maybe 30 seconds.
1: If you want to make a donation to easter seals nevada please go visit our website uh, eastersealsnv.org and just pay attention when you're making donations in general to nonprofits to make sure it's staying locally and not going to a national affiliate that isn't providing programs and services in your local community
0: christine thank you for joining us it was wonderful to learn more about easter seals nevada and we'll have to have you on the show again and uh For those that are just uh, checking us out, come to our event next Tuesday and you can learn a little bit more about Easter Seals as well as uh, Las Vegas Seals and our other co-sponsors. Until next Thursday, we will see you then.